0: You know, a while ago, and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Have you ever been in a predicament where you just needed some peace in your life? Have you ever just sat there and just concentrated on Jesus and just started, Jesus, Jesus, and see what the peace that comes over you is like? It's great. That's Jesus sitting up there listening to us. And then He he is such a calmer. Whenever the things in our lives start rising up, just that name will bring peace, calmness. I love it. Because I know I do it all. And just Jesus. I mean, just let Him know, Jesus, I'm trusting in You. I love You. My faith is in You. I know You're walking with me. I know You're here now. And it makes all the difference in the world when you're going through a situation and you just need some peace and calm in your life. He is the great peace of all time, the greatest calmer. You know, I got to thinking about whenever they was going across the sea and that storm going on. Simply walk to the bow of the boat. Peace be still. And I said, it was just nothing but a solid calm everywhere. That's what Jesus does. He brings calm into our life. He's there with us. He knows what you're going through. He knows your situation. And he knows when you're in in trouble or have a problem. And he wants to take care of that. Today, I have uh, put together something. And we all go through it. I don't care how big of a Christian you are, how much you love Jesus. The more you love Jesus, probably the more you'll go through it. How many of you thought at one time, boy, when I accept Jesus Christ, all my problems are over? Well, really, they just started, because you really now made the devil mad, and he's going to be coming against you, he's going to do everything he can. To take you away and make you lose your faith in Jesus—that's his job. For the devil has done nothing but he has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's his job. That's why. That's why he's here. And uh, <clears throat> but uh, the title of my message is "The Believer's Battle with Sin." Any of y'all go through a battle? Sometimes something happens. A wor- you say the wrong word. You get angry over something that maybe wasn't that big of a deal. But you've got an enemy there that's agging it on. He's making it a bigger deal than it really is. He's making you angry. He's hoping that you are going to mess up. That you're going to say things and do things. See, we all, i don't care, like I said, I don't care how much you love Jesus. I don't care how close you are to Jesus. That only makes the devil come against you that much stronger. He wants to pull you away. And uh, those who have been Christians for a time know that despite their love for God and their desire to please Him, they still have struggles with sin. We all do. I don't care who you are. We all do because Satan, he, he, he's always there. at the, It seems like at the, at the wrong time, but it's the right time for him. You know, Paul tells us that this struggle is a battle between our flesh and our spirit. A battle between our flesh and our spirit. Look, I'm going to read you two verses here out of, out of the book of Galatians. It's Galatians chapter 5. Verses 15, I mean, excuse me, verses 16 and 17. Now this is Paul speaking. He's telling us what we're going through. He's telling us what it is. He says, if we walk in the Spirit, if we walk with God, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh and these are against one another. The flesh and the Spirit are in a constant battle with each other. The Spirit is pulling us one way, saying, No, don't do that. That's not God's will for your life. But the, f- the flesh is pulling you another way. Yeah, you'd enjoy this. Keep doing this. You're all right. Don't worry about it. What is lust? What is lust? Lust is a strong, die, a strong desire for something that you really want a strong desire for something that you really want. You know, every one of us have been out in the world, we've walked in the world, and that world now is trying to pull you back. And it's managed to pull a number of people back. I did a sermon here not long ago called The Great Falling Away. The Bible tells us there's a time coming that there will be a great falling away from the church. And from what i've been reading and studying and listening to it's happening right now many pastors are saying i don't know where the people are the congregations are not what they used to be the people are walking away from the church they're going back into the world they're going back to what they came out of that devil is relentless he'll never give up he's always going to be pulling you pulling you to come back to Him, to walk with Him, to do His will. And it says here that the flesh lusts against the flesh, and these and these are against one another. And the the battle, the flesh and the spirit are constantly at, at battle with each other, so that you do not do the things that you wish to do. You want to serve God. You want to be true. You want to be faithful. And the God and Satan don't want you to do that. The Spirit is pulling you toward God, and the flesh is pulling you toward the world. There's a constant battle there, and it doesn't cease. It doesn't cease. When Paul talks about the flesh, he's not talking about our physical body. He's not talking about this physical body, but rather about our human nature. That is still within us, and it can still sin. Your your flesh can still sin. You know, David spoke about this in Psalms 51.5. David mentioned this. David said, Behold, I was formed in iniquity, and in my sin did my mother conceive me. The moment that you are born, the moment you're conceived, you have sin in your life. You know, a young child, you don't have to teach that young child to be greedy or to be selfish it's in there it's already in there you ever had a young child that's, give me this give me that's mine that's mine I want it it's mine see that sort of he didn't have to be taught that it was already in him that we're born with that flesh we're born with that in the side of us you know that sin had become part of David's human nature the moment he was conceived. It became part of his human nature, just like it does ours. We also learn from Scripture that this is part of our human nature that will, that will not be done away with until Christ transforms us. Our earthly bodies into bodies fit for heaven. I don't know if you know it or not, but you will fight sin constantly as long as you're in the flesh on this earth you'll never ever get rid of it the only time that you'll completely get rid of sin in your life is that day you step into heaven that's when you get rid of sin you're going to have it you're going to fight with it all the time you're here on this earth but not in heaven god says, i allow no sin in heaven There will not be anything vile. There will not be anything that's harmful. There will not be anything that goes against God's word that will be allowed into heaven. It's going to be pure. It's going to be the most most wonderful place we've ever been. You're not going to be fighting sin. You're not going to be fighting all the things of this world that come against you. I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 50 through 53. Listen to this. Now this I say brethren, now this is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. Now this I say brethren that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit corruption. It says, Behold, I'm going to show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Now this here, we should all be changed. You all know what this is referring to? It's referring to the rapture. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. You will leave this old body here, and you will receive a new glorified body right before you enter into heaven. It says, in verse 52, it says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. It means our sin is gone. So is there with Jesus. That going to be in heaven. And we shall all be changed. Every one of us are going to have a new, a, a new spirit, a new flesh, Well, the flesh is going to disappear. We're going to have spirit. The flesh is going to remain here on this earth. That sinful body will remain in the grave. But that spirit is going to enter heaven. For the Lord Jesus Christ is dwelling right now. We'll come into his presence without sin. And we'll never see sin again. Sin's gone. But until we reach heaven, you're going to fight sin daily probably everybody in here every single day you have something coming against you a thought a word whatever it is Satan is right there tempting you to do things that you don't want to do like I said that's his job but he's tempting us And then verse 53 says, For this corruptible, this corruptible body must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. In other words, this flesh has to put on purity. No sin. And we'll do that in heaven. This body must put on immortality. One day, when this body is dead and gone, it will become mortal, immortal, excuse me. You won't have to worry about this sin, it's going to be gone. Remember, the body will arrive, or in this rapture, the body will come up out of the grave and join the Spirit and go into heaven, but before it enters into heaven, something happens. There's a change. There's a change. Your body puts on immortality. In other words, it does away with sin. There is no sin in it as it enters heaven. We who are still alive when Jesus comes back, the dead in Christ shall rise first and then we shall meet them in the air, in the clouds. Our bodies shall be changed. We shall put on immortality. Our bodies. We get what they call a brand new glorified body. In other words, we get a body just like Jesus. When Jesus rose out of that grave, his body changed. He didn't have the same body that he went into the grave with. He got that glorified body. He got that new body that you're going to have. And that body cannot sin. You know, even while Jesus, Jesus probably wasn't the only one, I'm sure he is, that walked this earth that never sinned. He walked this earth, but he was without sin. The devil came against him in the desert. He didn't sin. Jesus had so much come against him, but he never sinned. He never sinned. We are going to have that same glorified body that Jesus had when he rose out of that grave it's going to be ours and when we enter heaven you never have to worry about sin again you never have to worry about sin i want to read you a scripture it says first john three two listen it says beloved we are the sons of god and it does not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when jesus shall appear We will be like Him. You're going to be like Jesus. You're going to have that same body that Jesus has. You're going to have that glorified body. You're going to be totally, completely changed. In other words, you'll have no sin. You'll have no sin. For we shall see Him as He is. You know, the reason most believers still struggle with sin, I mean, it's hard to understand. They don't say why. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do these things. Why do I do them? You ever ask yourself, why did I do that? I know better. That's not what I wanted to do. Why did I do it? Sin, Satan, tempting you to do all these things. Scripture tells us that in Christ, when we receive Jesus Christ, something happens. We become a new creation. Not this flesh, not our nature, but our spirit man becomes brand new. If you look at, at, second, at me, yeah, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, any man who is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. All the old things in your life have passed away. All your sin is gone. And everything becomes new. You are a new person. They don't see sin in your life. You're starting over. You're starting over. You're that new creature. You're that new creation of Jesus. This, transform- this transformation that takes place in our body does not happen to the flesh. It is a spiritual trans- transformation. It, it's, it's not our flesh, but it transforms our nature. Our flesh is still fallen, or it's still in sin, and it needs to be redeemed. Paul tells us about a battle he went through. Okay, now we know Paul loved the Lord Jesus Christ with with everything in him. He only wanted to please Jesus. He walked with Jesus. He was totally for Jesus, everything that Jesus did. Paul wanted to be like Jesus. But listen to what Paul says right here. See, Paul had a struggle just like we do, and that's what he's telling us. You're not the only ones that are going through this. I have gone through it. And Paul admits it. Listen to what he says. It's in Romans chapter 7, verses 18 through 20. Now, I'm going to read it. It'll probably be different. I don't know if David's got it not, But this is out of the NIV, simply because it makes it a lot clearer than what the King James does this is paul speaking to us he's telling us what he's going through he says i don't know why i don't know why i went through it i don't know why i did it he says for i have the desire to do what is good that's my desire to do what's right to please god but i cannot carry it out i have those days everything in the world comes against me And I can't carry it out. I can't fulfill that need that I want for God to be a perfect person, never to sin. And it says, For I do not do the good that I want to do. And the evil I do not want to do, I keep on doing. I can't do the good I want to. But this evil keeps coming against me, and I keep doing it. I don't understand. That's sin. We all have it in our life. We still got it today. We can love Jesus Christ with all our heart. But there's still sin in us until that day that we step into heaven with Him. And He knows it. He knows what we're going through. He knows we're going to sin. He knows we're going to make mistakes. He said, but I am going to forgive you if you'll come to me. 1 John 1.9, what does that say? If you will confess your sins before me, I am faithful and just, and I will forgive you of all your sins. God knew we was going to have a problem. He knew the problems that Satan can cause. He knows we're flesh. He knows we're weak. And He wants to walk with us. He wants to take care of us. But it says, And Paul said, for I do not do the good I want to, and the evil I do, I don't want to do it. This I keep on doing, though. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, listen, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who am doing it. But it's sin living in me that's doing it. It's not me. It's the sin. It's my my flesh. It's not my spirit that keeps doing it. It's the sin, the, the flesh that is in me that is doing this, not me, myself. Satan is going to keep coming against us and coming against us. He's going to try to wear you down. Paul's desire was to do what was right, but sometimes he didn't. I think it's probably every one of your desires to do what's right. To do what God wants you to do. But there's those days that you slip. There's those days so much seems to come against you. Some days you just kind of fall. But God says, I understand what, what's, what you're going through. I don't love you any less. But bring that sin to me and let me get rid of it he's the only one that can get rid of that sin. and you can't get rid of it but God can you know we want why did Paul do what he didn't want to do he tells us it is no longer I who do it but that sin or that flesh it's right, that is, that is living in me and is rising up. It's the flesh. It's not me. It's the flesh. It's that flesh nature that I have. <clears throat> you know, Paul was a strong man. But I'm going to tell you what. Paul had a lot of temptation come against him. Why? Because of his wrath with Jesus. You're going to have a lot of temptation come against you because of your love and your walk with Jesus Satan is going to try to pull you away from Jesus but I love what Jesus said no man can snatch you out of my hand if you really want Jesus and you really love Jesus can't no man snatch you out of Jesus's hand you know when Paul says that that when Paul says that it that it is sin doing these things and not him He said that it's his flesh causing him to do the wrong things. We have this same problem. We have this same problem. Paul is telling us that the battle is between two natures. Two natures. The flesh and the spirit. The flesh and the spirit. They're fighting each other constantly. You know, Paul tells us to do something. Paul tells us to walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You have to continue to walk in the Spirit. Even though things come against you, immediately you've got to say, Lord Jesus, touch me, take this away from me, walk with me, put your hedge of protection around me. Keep me from this. I, this just not something I want to do. This is my flesh. But Lord, my spirit is telling me to call upon you in your name, to believe in you, to trust in you. When you get ready to, when you feel like something's going wrong in your life, how many of you call upon Jesus? How many of you ask him to put his hedge of protection around you, to walk with you, to keep you from doing the things that Satan is pulling you to do? Most of us don't. Most of us just go with the flow kind of saying that we let that sin get the best of us. The moment we trust Jesus Christ to be our Savior, God does something in our life. He places His Holy Spirit on the inside of us to give us that strength that we need. How many of you let the Holy Spirit guide you? when something comes against you. How many of you, like I said, how many you go, Spirit, you see what's happening. You see what's coming against me. I'm turning this over to you. You're my, you're my comforter. You're my joy. You're my guidance. You're the one who watches over me. You're the one who takes me through all this. So I'm asking you now, Holy Spirit, guide me through this temptation and the things that I'm going through. It's by us walking in the Spirit that we find strength to overcome the lust of the flesh. To walk in the Spirit takes doing. I'm going to be honest with you. It takes a doing. This is saying that we should have a, a, a continuous, moment by moment, day by day relationship with the Spirit. How many of you come to God daily? How many of you pray to God daily? How many of us ask God for His guidance to walk with us, to be with us, when these things start coming against us, for Him to step in? God wants us to come to Him. He wants us to call upon Him. He wants us to put our faith and our trust in Him to get us through these things that we're facing daily. See, the the Spirit reveals to us what is wrong and helps us to do what is right. We need to call upon that Spirit daily. When we're going through something, don't try to handle it yourself. Let the Spirit come upon you. Let the Spirit handle it. The Spirit will take care of it. Just ask that Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you see what's taking place in my life. You see what's going on. Lord, you know how much I love you. And you know I want to serve you. I've got things in this world that are trying to pull me apart from you. To take me away from you. Lord, I'm asking you. Wrap me in your arms. Hold on to me. Keep me from doing the things that I don't want to do. Help me to do the things I want to do. Let my spirit rise up. Let my spirit be the conqueror over the lusts of the flesh and over the things that I think I want to do. But I want to walk with you. I want your security. I want your arms around me. I want to know that you're holding me. i guarantee you what you ask god for something like that god is there you'll feel a peace come over you you just like that voice talking a while ago when we we're saying that that's what i'm talking about when you got these things coming against you why don't you just sit down for just a minute close your eyes lean back and just jesus 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 Jesus. You can be a calm that you cannot understand come over you from what you would just come out of. But you have to put your faith, you have to put your trust in Jesus. Maybe some of y'all, I'm gonna ask the band to come up if you will. Maybe some of you are going through some things right now that you're having a you're having a, a battle with. I'm going to tell you why Jesus is ready to take those battles away from you. I love what Scripture says, that For the battle is not yours, but it's Jesus's. How many of y'all give you battles to Jesus? Let Him battle it. You know, Jesus has never lost a battle yet. He's never lost one. And He never will. He never will put trust in Him, to take your situation and your problems and let Him handle them. If you're going through some things today, maybe you'd like to come down to the altar. Maybe you'd like to just have a moment with Christ. Say, Lord, thank you for everything you're doing in my life. Thank you for touching me. Thank you for walking with me. Thank you for holding on to me. Even when I go through these things, Lord, I know you're still with me. My faith and my trust is in you. I will never lose that. Just take me, hold me, and walk with me. If you need this, why don't you let Jesus handle it? If you got things you're going through, just give them to Jesus. Just give them to Jesus. So I'm going to ask the band to play. If you, if you just need to come to the altar, if you just like to have a prayer about something, I'm going to be down front. I'll be glad to stand in agreement with you, pray with you. There's a van place. If y'all need something, there's an the altar. I'll be down front. I'll anoint you with oil, and I'll pray for you. <clears throat>